Welcome. You are listening to the Cover to Cover podcast, lively conversations with cutting edge authors, hosted by Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an author, advocate, and educator. Join us to find your new favorite author, book, or inspiration. And now, here's Mary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So excited to have you here today listening in. So on cover to cover, I really love to cover everything in the writing world. And so we have authors around the globe, publishers, publicists, illustrators, and sometimes we have songwriters on the show. So it's a real treat today for the guests that I have. Now, she took um, a very challenging situation in her life and has turned it into a, sort of a new career. So we're going to get to talk to her about that today. On the show, I have Frankie Calvo. Carval Carvajo. Okay, there we go. I said it correctly, right? And oh, um, right. And so she is in England and she's been a photographer, a professional photographer for over 10 years. She was a writer, an amateur writer, actually, of short stories and poetries for many years. And she actually never knew that her two worlds would collide, which I love because I have two worlds and they collide. And it's really nice to kind of bring them together. She became a lyricist and songwriter in 2020. And that came through the COVID um, and the loss that she incurred. And then her brother also having COVID and being in ICU for quite a while. Um, those struggles really did uh, a number on a lot of us uh, going through all of that. And actually, Frankie's been able to turn it into something absolutely beautiful. So um, welcome to the show, Frankie. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And it's uh, really special to speak to you. Um, even though we're oceans apart, we can I know. connect. I need to get, uh, my, my son will ask me the question, how far away certain people are. And um, I'm like, well, you know, it's a 24-hour plane ride or it's a very long boat ride. You know, we can't ride, you know, you can't really drive your car over the water. So we've had all those conversations. So yes. <laughs> later today, I'll have to tell him guess where the lady was today I interviewed and he'll ask those questions again, I'm sure. So, um, you know, you have a, a very unique story. We all have a story. Your story is very unique um, in the sense that, you know, you took something that was very, very painful in your life and you turned it into something very positive. And so can you share what... I, I, the inspiration, you know, it, did you just wake up one morning or was it kind of a building up to that kind of thing? Well, it, it was uh, building up to, but I wasn't really aware of it at the time. All, all everything that happened really took me by surprise because, um, as you said, I worked as a professional photographer and an amateur writer. Uh, now, losing my friend Vivian to COVID, and then my brother was in ICU for six weeks also with COVID. Uh, and I wasn't coping very well with any of this at all. I mean, I've always always struggled with mental health anyway, but this really brought me down. Um, and I couldn't visit him, of course. Um, so I was just alone in my flat, in my apartment. And being an amateur writer, I just sat and wrote a poem for my brother. 
um, pouring out everything I was feeling. Um, and as far as I was concerned, that was it. I'd written a poem for my brother. He got the poem and he loved it. And I didn't think it was going to go any further, but it did. Because not long after, I saw an ad by uh, a musical director by the name of James Hawkins. Um, and he put an ad out saying something along the lines of, do you have a story to tell? Would you like to write a song? Um, this caught my eye. And I thought, well, I've got my poem. So I contacted him and I signed up for this. And unbelievably, my little poem for my brother became song, which was something I'd never, I'd never been in a recording studio. I'd never worked with creative people like that before, even though my family are very musical. Um, and we got a, because I'm not a great vocalist, I mean, I do sing, I have sung in choirs, but I wouldn't recommend me recording any anything for the public. So, um, and because all the theatres were closed, uh, we put an ad out for uh, a vocalist and we got over 300 responses. Um, and one of these was Amy uh, Di Bartolomeo who's really a musical theatre star and she's performed in the musical Six and uh, a couple of others. Bat Out of Hell, I think she was in that as well. And because the theatres were closed, that's why we got a lot of responses. But we loved Amy's voice and she recorded um, my song Dancing and Free. That is the, uh, the song. It was named Dancing and Free. Um, and that's how it all started, really. Um, none of this was planned. It sort of happened. And then once it was done, because I don't, my brother and I had always, because he did get better, although he's now got long COVID, we always said that we'd like to do something for the hospital. And I thought, well, why don't we release this as a charity single and see if we can raise funds for the hospital? Um, and that's what I did. Um, but this was all new territory. I'd never gone down this path before. I never even dreamed about doing anything like this before. But I did, and it happened. I mean, I couldn't have done it without these other people with me. But it happened. But um, then I got the songwriting bug, and I just continued writing. And that's where I am now. <laughs> okay, so how many songs do you have under your belt now? Uh, nine. Uh, the latest one uh, is called Reason, and I just released that. Um, at the end of August. Nice. So were you able to raise a lot of money with the song that you put out for charity and in your name in your brother's name? Unfortunately not. I mean, this is a thing that a lot of musicians are complaining about. Because with royalties and the music distributors, you get a, a just a, a ridiculous amount of money. Like for one stream, if one person streams it. You might get two pence or what do you call it there, two dimes or whatever. Yeah, I know. And, and yes, right. So if you want to raise a lot of money, you have to sell millions. Uh, and that wasn't with me being an unknown, even though the hospital did a lot of PR for me. Um, I, I mean, I did. I think I've got nearly 2,000 streams now, but even 2,000 doesn't raise a lot of money. No, it so, doesn't. I mean, I didn't know this. I, 
when it started and I could see the numbers going up, I thought, oh, I've got 200, I've got 500, oh, I've got 700. And I thought, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money. But I didn't. It just doesn't work. And it's so disappointing. It really is. It, it really is. There's a lot of hard work. So I manage my daughters who are singers. And, um, you know, it is very challenging to make money back unless you're selling merchandise or you're you're doing concerts or maybe you do a Kickstarter or something like that. But uh, what I have found through this whole process over the last couple of years is just it, it costs so much to put into it. Um, and then, you know, the return is not very much because of the way things are set up. So I really wish that there could be uh, a change for that, for all that goes into the hard work, um, the dedication, the passion, you know, the creativity, um, so that doesn't go without vain, right? Yeah, I mean, it takes a long time to put a song together. Uh, I mean, months, weeks, hours. And then you have to pay for studio time, you have to pay the vocalist, you have to pay musicians. So it's a lot of work and it's so disappointing, especially when you're trying to raise money for a hospital. It's, it's really, really disappointing. Right. Although I have to say, I'm really pleased. I'm proud of what I've done because I never thought I'd be doing this. So. It's like a second life, right? You've kind of, you've reinvented Frankie, right? Yes. And with my photography, I mean, um, photography is more or less a hobby for me now. But what I do now is whenever I release a song, I use one of my images as a cover for for that song. And if I don't have one in my library, I'll go out and look for something to shoot that would be a great cover for a song. So I, I managed to merge the two together, which I really enjoy. Yes, absolutely. So what is your specialty for photography professionally for 10 years? What kind of photography did you do? That was portrait photography. I I started out doing babies and children. And then at that time, there was a lot of of interest in makeover photography, you know, making up ladies and dressing them up with jewellery, etc. And so I took a course in photographic makeup. And I bought a lot of hats and jewellery. And um, and I, I started doing that. And that was quite successful, more successful than uh, the baby and children photos that I was doing. And I, and I got a couple of awards uh, for that with um, from Kodak, uh, Master Photographers Association. So that, that was going quite well. Um, but and I did that for over 10 years, but I did give that up because um, – well, to be frank, I wasn't going through a good time at that then. My my marriage had broken up and um and I just gave up my photography, which I regret even to this day. Mm. But now now I am using my photography in a completely different way than than I ever thought. So everything is brand new, really. <laughs> Well, life is very surprising and there are twists and turns that happen, you know, pretty much in everyone's life. It's kind of almost guaranteed in life. Yes, yes. So it's been, it's a really beautiful thing that you've been able to bring your two loves together and merge. What, what would you like to do for your next song? Do you know? Um, No, I am starting to um, look at another song and I have been, 
working with a, another um, music producer. This is someone I've never worked with before. And I, actually, I'm meeting with him tomorrow to discuss this new song. We've only had one meeting so far, so it's early days. But um, well, I'm, try I'm trying to really find out what is my genre, because Dancing and Free, the first song, is very kind of musical theatre. And then the latest song, Reasons, got a bit of rap in it and, and more sort of bluesy, jazzy. And I like both, but I'm not, uh, I suppose I could do both, but I'm trying to find which is the best for me. And, and, and listening to modern day songs, I find a lot of them have sad lyrics, but upbeat music. Yeah. Um, and, and this is, something I'm looking at too. I mean, I'm trying to evolve, um, but I want to find my niche, you know. I feel I haven't quite got a niche, uh, although I love musical theatre and I love modern music as well. But which road do I take? This is the right. question. It's kind of, you know, music and books are so much alike. And I always think of a song as poetry or poetry, you know, a song is poetry put to music. And um, I think that um, in, in when you're, you know, when anyone out there who's listening, uh, you know, when you go to, when you go to publish a song and put it out there, as you do with a book, you do have to put in what the genre is because it asks for that. So then people can. Yeah. So I do know that it seemed like I've been published since 2017 as an author. And it seems like most authors would write in one genre. I still have a lot of author friends who do write and run one genre, but then there are quite a few people who branch out and write mul uh, over uh, multiple genres. And um, it seems like it was, it seems sort of the same way in music. Don't you agree? That Yes, I do. I do. You, know, you have an artist who specifically, you know, they are known as a country artist. They are known as a pop artist or a rap or folk. And then now you've, I, my girls don't really have a specific genre either. I feel like they're kind of defining their own music. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what today is about, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you, um, I like Elton John or Paul McCartney, their music varies, doesn't it? Yes. It's, um and Elton John worked with Bernie Taupin, who is really a poet lyricist, isn't he? Bernie Taupin. And and that gives me inspiration. I think, well, yeah. It doesn't you I, well, I used to say I'm just a lyricist, and somebody said to me, You can't say you're just a lyricist. <laughs> you know. Um but it's when you work with others and you add music to it. But um yeah, I admire lots of people. Um and their music. I mean, I can go back to uh, people like Frank Sinatra, who I admire, and then modern modern day music as well. Um, so I've got a whole range of interests and loves on the music scene. Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like to see people evolving with their type of music. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, would you, um, you know? Uh, would you consider now? Do you? I know what I wanted to ask you. Do you compose the music as well? 
No, when I, I mean, I've worked a lot with James Hawkins. And what we do, I go to him with my lyrics and we discuss the type of music. Um, uh, and if I, if I hear a, a new artist or someone, I really like their style. I really like the way their, their song is. Um, there's a, a new emerging artist in the UK called Cat Burns. And, and I saw her and I really liked her style of music. And I felt that that was the route I wanted to take that sort of style. And this is what I've tried to do with my latest song. Um, I get inspiration from listening to other, not that I want to copy what they do, but it gives you an idea of what sort of style that you want to uh, sort of generate. You know, you don't want to get stuck in the same mold. Right. Uh, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, and I, I could say, um, oh, I only like music from the 60s and 70s, which a lot of my friends do. And I'm not like that. I mean, I will like modern-day music as well. So, and I like to take inspiration from all that music. I mean, go go back to people like Frank Sinatra and then come back up to date. I like to do a leaper and... Um, other more modern artists. And I like to get inspiration from all of them. So I suppose it's a way of trying to appeal to a lot of people. But, right. but you're never going to really do that, are you? People will only listen to their music if it appeals to them. I mean, when, when a song is played, you just get those first few seconds and if it doesn't catch that person's imagination, they're going to switch it off. You've got to do something to capture the the imagination on those first few lines so that they want to listen to more. Uh, and that's what I try to do. I try to set a scene at the beginning of a song so people want to follow through and see what happens. It's sort of a story, a story to music, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And the more visual that you can be with a song, I think the more you pull people in. So, and to parallel that, as a, as a, with books, you, the cover is what, you know, a cover can really turn someone on or turn them off. So like the beat of a song, as soon as you turn it on, oh yeah, that feels good. Nope, it doesn't. Or they start, like you said, with the lyrics and as soon as they start, you know, it's, it, you got to grab people immediately. It's very important to do that. Um, so you got to think about that in descriptions. And like you said, storytelling, you need to take people, people want to go on a journey when they listen to a song. Yes. And, and if you can um, touch something inside of them, you know, that, that's, that's even better. If it, if it resonates with the listener, I think that that's what I try to, I mean, I, I always write from my own experiences um, and some of the things that I've experienced, other people might, must have experienced. And if you can put that to words music, hopefully someone will uh, think, oh, yeah, that's me. That That's how I was. That's how I feel. And then hopefully they will like, like the song. <laughs> oh, yes, hopefully. I, 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 and, and I love the music. Um, so, you know, I am talking today to Frankie Carvalho, and you can find her music on Spotify and probably anywhere you can download music. So don't just download it, go purchase it. You know, don't just listen, buy her music. If you want to support her, 
um, and her endeavor to help the hospital that helped save her brother's life during COVID, then, you know, where can people make a donation if they wanted to? Uh, well, the donations, uh, I generate donations according to how many streams or downloads I get. Okay. Yes. And they don't go to directly to the hospital. Um, the hospital's in the UK. It's Cottingham Hospital, which is in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. I'm in London. My, my brother lives in Yorkshire. Um, I haven't got the full details of the hospital, but the way I've been generating music uh, funds, which obviously, as I said, I haven't raised a lot, um, that's the way it's been going so far. Okay. But I, I can find details of the hospital. I don't have it on me straight away. I could well, let I, you have that. Okay. So just, you know, for listeners out there, if you want to help, then go buy her music. Yes, and it's Carvalho with an H. Right. And, and what I'll do is um, absolutely in the description will be your name and information and where people can go to listen to your music. Um, and so you, so do you see for your future just the continuation of bringing music and art together? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I, I am still learning because um, I recently went on a songwriting weekend. That was in September. So I'm learning all the time. And uh, just working with uh, professionals, I learned so much from them. I mean, considering I, I, I didn't know anything. <laughs> well, it's I didn't know anything at all. Done. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely amazing and it's beautiful. And, you know, you're a testament to people out there who, no matter what age you are, no matter what stage you are in your life, you can start anew. You can, if you have this dream, you have a passion and you want to follow it, that you should, because you never know what doors are going to open for you. No. And the strange thing about me, it happens sort of stage by stage, writing the poem, seeing the ad and then getting the recording, hiring the singer, I felt as if somebody else was leading me on, you know, mm-hmm. right, you've done this, now you've got to do this, right, that's finished, now you've got to do this. It just it sounds crazy, but it just feels like I was being led to do these things, you know. Yeah, and, it doesn't um, sound crazy at all. It really doesn't. It sounds like you surrendered and all the doors open because you listen to your higher self, God, the universe, you know, uh, yes. whatever you believe in, you listen to it. And so it was like, okay, she's lined everything up and now this is what's going to happen. And yes, it is like, uh, uh, you know, it is kind of sort of like being led around and we just have to go, okay, all right, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, because if somebody had told me I'd be doing this, say two years ago, I would have thought they were crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, listen, I, you know, I'm so grateful to have you on and for you to share your story with me and with the listeners out there. So if anybody like wants to, you know, just buy your music, go buy it. If they want to support you, um, buying it is going to support you. And I definitely would love to have you back on. And, you know, at some point it'd be great if you maybe wrote a book book of poetry, you know. I have thought about doing that combined with photographs. Yes, that'd be beautiful. Yes, I have seriously thought about that. Yes. well, And I've started cataloging my photographs. 
sort of so it's, it's up there in my mind so <laughs> well I'll cheer you on from the United States okay thank you and, thank you and you'll have to let me know if you do it but I'd love to have you back on it sometime I'm definitely going to follow your music um I you know it, it's it's you've got I, you've got a passion and a talent for it and a purpose you've got somebody telling you this is what you're supposed to be doing so yes absolutely yes and I, it's been such a pleasure to meet you and to talk with you it's oh. really special special for me oh well thank you so much it's been really special having you here and uh we'll be back soon um and you know as i always say please do something nice for yourself today and frankie thank you so much for being here and thank you too it's been wonderful thank you Thank you for being a part of our audience today. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends and tune in for the next episode of Cover to Cover for all things in the author world.